Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Eisman Trophy, 8 o'clock tonight. Three players will be sitting down for the hardware. Kyler Murray from Oklahoma. Tua Tagaviola from Alabama. And the long shot, Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. Murray's the favorite, guys. I think he's minus 120 right now. Uh, Tua Tagaviola is the underdog at plus 115. And then the long shot, Dwayne Haskins at 29 to 1. When I broke the stats down for all three players, interesting when you, when you think about it uh, in terms of the bowl perspective. You look at Dwayne Haskins and you look at the other players uh, like Tua and, and uh, Kyler. Kyler played six bowl teams. So did Tua. And Dwayne Haskins did face seven bowl opponents on the schedule. Now, the 47 touchdown passes that he just decimated offenses this year can't be gone without question. But still give the athleticism. I give the body of work, the leading the team to a college football player playoff appearance over the performance of Dwayne Haskins, not sold on Tua because of last week. So that's why I think Kyler Murray will hoist the hardware a little bit later. I think he will, and I, and I think he should. Uh, in, in watching all of their games this season, uh, Tua was phenomenal as a passer, third down, uh, big play passer. Terrific. I, I mean, he had he even exceeded our expectations. But when it came down to that final weekend, I can't get out of my head the fact that they still won an SEC championship, and not only won, but rallied against a Georgia defense with the backup quarterback. Yeah. The optics, I think, are bad for voters. Now, a lot is going to hinge on how many have sent their ballots in before last weekend. It's ridiculous. They should just make it, like, deadline. Like, they wouldn't even give people ballots until after the final game is played. Why can't they give yeah, it? I totally why can't they agree. Make it last Monday? Why would you submit a ballot before the final weekend? This is the way I look at it. Everybody has different ways of evaluating awards, the Heisman Trophy, I ask myself, where would Alabama be without Tua? Quite possibly in the same spot. But where would Oklahoma be without Kyler Murray? I don't think they'd be in the college football playoff with Austin Kendall under center. He is the most dynamic player in the country. I I think he deserves the Heisman Trophy. Marshall, to Rich's point, I mean, I agree with them. Now, I was wrong. Both uh, Haskins and Murray played seven bowl opponents. Tua played six. But... I agree with that. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma would be where they're at without his performance. We've seen Alabama win with Jalen Hurts, and he did it in the SEC championship game. Yeah, um, Haskins is probably out. Let's just—it's between Tua and Murray, and and I and I, if I had a vote, uh, it would my vote would go for Murray. I I just felt like he was the he he was the best college football player this season. Now. Tua was the best college football player on the best team. <laughs> That's what he was. I mean, uh, and, 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 and it's, it's so hard to, to quantify when, when you're scoring and it, it seems like meaningless touchdowns when you're at Alabama. It's like, okay, what, did, did it matter? Like they played against some, some teams, but defensively, he was getting the ball back in great situations. And, and it, it's just so hard. Um, and, and I'm probably the wrong person to be answering this question. But when you're the best player on the best team, does that mean you're the best player in college? Mm. Doesn't, always, doesn't always add up, but it gets you the votes. Right. So I feel like Tua is probably going to win just because of his body of work and what Alabama, like what he had to work with. At Alabama, it's. I mean, Colin Murray had a defense that was pedestrian. I mean, they, they were not that good, and nope. and he won despite 
having a bad defense. They won games. Almost won the, 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 the game that they lost against Texas came down to the wire. Yeah. is tu, right. playing with pro-caliber defense that continues to get the ball back, shut people down. What they did to LSU in LSU – it didn't even look like LSU was an SEC football team. I, I promise you. They, it, it, and when they took the field, I, <laughs> I felt like it, I, I'd only felt this way my rookie year. When I when, first couple of games I watched, I was like, these guys are big. <laughs> that, that's what I felt like when I watched Alabama. I was like, there's no way that this guy was in high school last year. If so, <laughs> what high school was he in? It's just not possible that they breed freshmen like that. But it's it's. I, I think Tua will win, but I think Murray deserves the win. Um, how much was put into Tua from last year because of the national championship? Oh, yeah. And, he certainly and, had a head start. Yeah, well, without yeah. a doubt. Like, he was the savior. This is the guy. Yeah. Well, that used to be the thing up. with the Heisman. You know, you couldn't just pop on the scene and win it. You had, like, you had to, you had to like, like, showcase one year and then have a follow-up in order to win the Heisman before they allowed a guy to just pop on. That's why a freshman didn't even, like, I said, when I was coming out, my freshman year, it was phenomenal. They didn't even invite me. Yeah. Which is as a freshman ridiculous. But but as a freshman, you could not win the Heisman. It was just it was just a thing. And and going back to Marshall's point, we've seen this now evolve uh, in terms of we've seen the game evolve, but we've seen the trophy and the awards evolve. I'll go back to one of my favorite favorite uh, Heisman Trophy moments back in 1985 was the Sports Illustrated with Chuck Long, Bo Jackson, and Joe Dudek from Plymouth State. I mean, the smaller college kids were still mentioned in the mix with the FBS and the Division One A players, and now it just seems like, like to Marshall's point, best team, best player. Yeah, we, we definitely. And, and now we've moved away from that yeah. as really evaluating the players for what we see on the football field. And it's such a good point, too. I mean, I, I take nothing away from, from Tua, but, you know, he's, he's surrounded by phenomenal wide receivers. He's got, honestly, three backs that are going to play in the pros. Jacobs right? seems to be the best. Josh now, Jacobs yeah. and both of the Harris kids. So, you know, he's got a great offensive line. Jonah Williams just was up for the, you know, the uh, Outland Trophy. Um, so he said defense gets him the ball back quickly. And then the other point, too, and I'm not knocking him. It's, right. it's just the circumstance. But Kyler Murray had to be clutch because his defense forced him to have to be clutch. There were games in which he had to deliver late in big moments. Two had never had that opportunity because they were crushing opposing teams. So there they were never any Heisman moments. There were never any big fourth quarter rallies. And then when he was thrust into that situation against Georgia, his, back out, his backup bailed him out. That's a tough recipe for a Heisman trophy. Yeah, I, it is. I agree. I, but if you go with the best player on the best team, as they do often, yeah, right. you 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 end up with two winning, which is which is which is what is probably going to happen. I mean, it's uh, and 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 I'm I'm not. I just want the Heisman people to know I'm not taking a shot at them. They want big school guys. I mean, that's what they want. They want that. That's what they go for. Right. You know that attention that comes with that. Um, Having the guy on the best team, you know, rank number one, win the Heisman and give the Heisman the attention that you get. That that that's what they want. I mean, I I I don't know if if Kyla Murray couldn't do it this year. Um, I mean, what, what do you have to do yeah. if 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 you're if you're a kid at at Oklahoma and and what what do you have to do? I mean, I understand what Baker did is. But but what do you have to do if you're Kyler Murray? This this was an exceptional year for for a guy first year starting. Better numbers than Baker last year. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, so the raw numbers and right. they're in the same spot, right? right? They're they're in the college football playoff just like they were last year. So he has basically had a carbon copy. I would even venture to say a slightly more excited, uh, exciting, but carbon copy season as Baker Mayfield, who did win. Uh, to it to me, I think when when you had to deliver which is championship weekend, he just didn't rise to the occasion. At the same time, Kyler Murray was avenging the loss against Texas. Don't want to forget about Dwayne Haskins. I I think the problem for Haskins, not his fault, it just he came on so late that I think a lot of people had already sort of decided that it was going to be one of two players this year. Isn't it it weird that... When we we, we we talk we talk Kyler Murray and we say this about him and he, when you start thinking where would the team be without him you always think about who's behind him 
But I keep in my head, I keep thinking about who was in front of him. So last year they were exactly where they're at with Baker Mayfield. And when you look at Alabama last year, they're exactly where they were with Jalen Hurts. They're in both teams are in the same spot. So it's really hard to to really say which quarterback elevated their team and made them better. And we can't use the backup, their backups. We have to use who played in front of them last year. And the two guys that played in front of them last year, I mean, you, you have to look at what, what Hurts did. I mean, it, it, it's not like Tua came in and did something that Hurts did not do. I mean, last season, Hurts had them exactly yep. where, they're, where they're at yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah, he's right. Here's the one thing, and I'm going to give Dwayne Haskins some love just because I think he's deserving as well, but I think we should invite more players. I don't like this three now. We had Bryce Love there last year, and I understand we – I think we need the – They West try Coast. to. Yeah. They, but, they try to. Yeah, but but here's the thing. I think Gardner Minshew should have been there. You know, 70% completion percentage, over 3,800 3, yeah. yards. He had his team as a number eight ranking, 38 touchdowns. Joe, they, 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 they try to. What the kids are starting to say no. Really? really? Like, is that, is I, like, that what it is? I, yeah, you, you, know, you know if you really have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, like for me, I had never been to New York City. Right. I was like, oh, my God, yes, right. I'm going to go. <laughs> but, you know, when you know you don't have a – I can go to New York City anytime. Right. Right. I know, that's it's, – it's, it, 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 it used to be a thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it, it had being – sitting in that front row with your family, being mentioned, being with the other guys, it used to be a thing. But when you understand that – and I keep saying this, the trophy, it's not just the best player in college football. It's the best player on the best team. Right. It changes everything. Do you think we yeah. should expand it? Because if you want to talk about the pure you know, definition of the award, it is the best player in college football. Should we expand it to more defensive players, offensive line? If it's the best player, yeah. if, it, if, if it is the best player, then, then yes. It, it, doesn't, it, it should not be the best player on the best team because that's usually that, a quarterback too. That, yeah. Right. That, yeah. that changes everything. It, it, it puts guys in the mix actually for the longest time because of that, the guy that won the Heisman couldn't even play in the NFL. Yeah. He couldn't even, he couldn't even play. And, and, to, and to Marshall's point too, I see more Heisman moments from Kyler Murray than I do with Tua just because Tua yeah. I mean, when you jump up 35 to nothing on Arkansas, you jump up 35 to nothing on Tennessee, you know, granted, LSU, did, they did the same type of thing, but he didn't have a, a, a wild game. He threw for about 300 no, I, yards. I completely agree. It's just agree. that the defense did take over. I mean, and now you have a guy, Dwayne Haskins, 47 touchdown passes against TCU, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan and Northwestern. Right. He completed 125 passes of 188 attempts. 1,756 yards, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, those are big-time defenses. So he did his work as well. What year is Haskins? What is he? Sophomore. He's a true, sophomore. True sophomore. Uh, red shirt, I red believe. Shirt. Could be, I was him, he's I'd, eligible to, to go into the league. He's got to be a red shirt. Yeah. I, I, I hate telling players that, but I would leave. Yeah. You did, do you think Cardell Jones, I, I Learn my lesson. I would leave. I think he's much better than JT Barrett. I think Haskins is going to leave because if you look at the class, and we'll get to it in in another segment, but if you look at the class of quarterbacks, there isn't that, you know, it's not last year in terms of the class of quarterbacks. Uh, Haskins, with a good pre-draft process, he could wind up being the first quarterback taken in next year's draft. Which wouldn't be a bad. Uh, I could see him elevating because when he has a chance to rise other, very other quickly. Herbert yeah. didn't impress me in terms of. I'm, I'm just looking. saying, based on based on just what I've seen, I, I would leave. I mean, the, that kid is ready to play pro football more than any Ohio State quarterback that I've seen, and um, and, and and it just it it baffles me. I, I and, and I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Urban Meyer. Nick Saban, they're great at developing players. Who's who's their who who are the quarterbacks that they have playing in the NFL? I mean, other than Alex Smith, Urban mm. has no one. Yeah, and Nick. I mean, um, the, the, McCarron, McCarron, yeah, yeah, EJ. 
Well, I don't think it is a bad quarterback. No, just no. not giving it a shot. But yeah. Marshall's right. No well, elite quarterback. <laughs> no elite quarterbacks. We're talking about. Abbo has a better resume with Deshaun at this point. Yeah. And then and, he's going to have Trevor Lawrence in a couple of years, Trevor too. Trevor Lawrence, exactly. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it, I, but I just, I, I don't, why? Urban has been very system-oriented going back to the Florida days, Bowling Green, Utah. I, I think there was a real system element to it. In terms of Nick, I think he just he undervalued the importance of the quarterback. I, I think he obviously was able to win with the power running game, with the defense. Didn't He could win with a Greg McElroy. He, he won a national championship with Jay Coker. Yeah, he, want, he wanted uh, – I think Nick wanted back in the day up until recently with Tua – he wanted that Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, early style Giants type of offense. No. Run the football you, and and have a game manager, right? You can you can do, you can have that and still get the best. He get the he gets the best talent coming out of high school. I don't care where you live. He he could have had the best quarterback. It just I I don't I don't I do not get it. It, it doesn't make sense. And if you want to say. In a whole, the SEC just developing quarterbacks. Yeah, he's right. I mean, I mean, and it we'll surprises see. me. Like, if 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 I'm a quarterback getting ready for the NFL, I'm gonna go play in the best league. So I'm playing against the best talent. They don't look at it. I think high school kids don't look at it anymore. They look at it. Where can I put up numbers? Yeah, and and where could I? And that's where I think when you when you see the landscape of college football from the competitive aspect, it used to be. You know what? I want to compete against the best. It's no longer that way. They go to seven-on-seven camps, and they're saying, you know what you need to do? You need to put up numbers. Where can I put up numbers? And that's why these Pac-12, Big 12. Pac-12, Big 12, uh, you know, Big 10 to to some schools. I want to see if if the passing quarterbacks – Start considering Alabama now that you see mm. what Tua has Tua. done. Mm. Now, if Tua, he's got a younger brother who, who, uh, from what I hear, Tua's younger brother is supposed to be better, supposed than, to be better, even if he's just almost as good. I, 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 I thought, really I thought good. going from New Orleans to San Diego was like a culture yeah. shock. Hawaii, Hawaii, to Hawaii to <laughs> <laughs> my God. Well, we, we well, surfs up. Which like, a more interesting, <laughs> which a more in- <laughs> interesting question that we'll pick up on the back end is why can't LSU get a quarterback? Oh I mean, God. if Nick can get him, yeah, Auburn even gets quarterbacks. So they got Joe Burrow, but we'll talk about that uh, on break. Keep it where it is. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. College football today. We're about two and a half hours away from the kick of the 2018 Army Navy game. Breaking headlines to prevent goat napping. Navy up security around mascots to protect against Army bandits. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. What? Yes, the the Navy mascot is a goat. Right. Yes. So to protect from somebody stealing the goat today at the game, they're upping the security from the army. So we and just, so 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 we've, we've spent all of this time talking about how honorable <laughs> our servicemen yes. are, and now they got to protect the goat. 
the goats yeah. for the Army Army Navy game. Hashtag stealing Hashtag the goats. Stealing the goats. Uh, so that's well, interesting. Just, that they're young you guys. About, they they yeah. have a little bit of revelry well, in them. Women too. You know the the the, the women uh, in terms of yeah, everybody does push ups. Equal yeah, opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's everybody just, get it in. Everybody gets involved in the Army Navy game. Uh, you know, I, I know we're not going to get it, but I would love a little bit of snow like we had last year. The setting last year was spectacular. Yeah. More important for you, quarterback wise, Malcolm Perry or, or Hopkins? Uh, Perry has to be great. For Navy, Perry has to be great. And and Perry has not had a great season. Actually, the O-line, which is traditionally the strength of the Navy offense, has not had a great year. If they could spring Malcolm Perry, if you remember at the end of last year, Perry he had was a big, He was a running back. But he started like, as a running yeah. back, slot back, and then moved behind center to play quarterback. They need to see that end of 2017 Malcolm Perry today. I think Hopkins can be average in Army wins. I don't think Perry could be average if Navy wants that, to win. That that up back Wolford is one big boy. He is big. <laughs> he is big. Yeah. No, he, he was leading the north team. south. He's got no wiggle. No, he no just wiggle whatsoever. Just, you know, just put the radar on him. Go straight for the end zone. Born, I, I, born I dive back. Yeah. I go. I yeah. go to end yeah. zone. I go to end zone. Fullback dive. Yeah, that's what that's you it. give Wolfolk uh, the ball for. Uh, I, mean, I love the unis, too. They bring out yes. these special unis for the mm-hmm. Army-Navy game last year, the all-whites. I think they have the goat, actually, on the helmet. Goat on the helmet. Goat on the helmet, and then uh, uh, Army is has doing... some sort of red involved. Yeah, in, it, in it, it has well. to do with the 100-year anniversary of the end of World War One. Was um in this? You might know, Joe. <laughs> you might know this question. Was it was it Notre Dame or Oklahoma the last option team Ooh. to win the national championship? I would say Notre Dame with because Holtz. Tony Rice, yeah, with and, Holtz. and back yeah. with that 88 team uh, for the most part, West Virginia and Major Harris. Yeah, I think Oklahoma stopped when Troy Aikman originally got there and then transferred to UCLA when he broke his leg. Uh, but, you know, that's when Marcus No, but, they, but, but they, they continue to... Jamel Holloway. Holloway yeah, yeah in the mid-'80s. But, yeah, and but, Charles Johnson. Yeah. Well, no, ND would have been Charles after Johnson. by a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I think ND was at yeah. a couple... Because 86 was when they had Keith... Oh, Keith Jackson. Yeah. Did you play with Keith Jackson no. back one no. of the best tight Played ends in them. NFL. Yeah. Oh, but, that, but he was in the league. When yes, he, yes. Yeah. One of the best when he was with the oh, Eagles. Yeah. That Eagle team when they used to wear the black cleats. Yeah. Keith Byers, too, when he Keith, lost the, the Those two guys were it, 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 tough to stop. Yeah, Keith Byers came to the Dolphins back in the day, and Jimmy Johnson did not continue the streak of his touch. I remember uh, Keith Byers actually was a pretty good passer, too. Keith Byers, he, yeah. He would actually be used on halfback option occasionally. He was a versatile, also a good receiver out of the back. Yeah. Not, Keith Byers. Not to go off topic, but in 1984. We're already off topic, uh, well, so go in ahead. In 1984, Keith Byers played the Illini. He ran with, without one shoe after they fell behind 28 to play. nothing against Jack Trudeau. He's <laughs> running out of his shoe. Yeah. Yeah, so that's intriguing. But um, when you look at the quarterbacks for 2018, a couple guys that are going to come to mind. Now, Will Greer, Rich just broke it in break. That will not play against Syracuse. Terrible. Will Greer, with his own personal interest, not going the team route, he'll be out against Syracuse. But Will Greer, uh, you look at Herbert for Oregon up there. Uh, Some of these other quarterbacks, depending upon if Dwayne Haskins comes out, Drew Locke as well. I don't, that group, Rich and Marshall, I mean, the one guy I would lean to is Will Greer, I think is the most ready out of that group. I don't, I'm not sold on Locke being an elite quarterback, inconsistent, especially against better competition. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I like Will Greer. I, I think I love his arm talent, love his maturity. He's married. He has a young kid. I think he's focused, disappointed he's not going to play against Syracuse. I thought that could have been one of the more entertaining bowl games of the postseason. I like Will Greer. I'm going to throw out a wild card to watch in the bowl season. That's what's fun about the bowls. You know, I've always said, I've said it for years, the bowls for me are more about next season than it is this season. For this season, I mean, unless you're talking about playoffs, doesn't have a great bearing on 2018, but for 2019, this is advanced scouting time, whether that's for the NFL or for college. Watch Daniel Jones from Duke. Daniel yeah. Jones is going to have a very difficult decision to make. He's a junior, debating whether or not he's going to return for his senior season. He's trying to feel out whether or not he's going to be a first-round pick, second-round pick. Daniel Jones, big, 6'5", 235, mobile outside the pocket. He's the kind of kid that could really get in the mix with the Ryan Finleys, uh, the Drew Locks, the Will Greers, and then also Dwayne Haskins, redshirt sophomore, yeah. has a chance to leave. And the way he finished... 
to Marshall's point, kid has a chance to go to the NFL at this point. Yeah, Haskins, yeah. Haskins, no, I, I agree. I was going to say that. I think Haskins' mobility is going to be the biggest factor for these quarterbacks on the next level. Yeah, I, a guy that, for whatever, he just he looks like what you want a quarterback to look like. And, and, and the kid over at Iowa, uh, Nathan Stanley, yeah. I, I just, I like, somebody is going to get him and mold him into the quarterback that they want him to be. And uh, I, I don't know why, I don't know why, Obviously, you, you play four years, you start off four years, you put up numbers, you do all the things that the kid did up at Washington. But Jake Browning, I feel like he's going to he's going to be a much better pro than really? he is in college. I just yes, that that yes, that, I, I, I would love. To I see think that. he's going if, if if that kid gets the right coaching, um, you're you are going to love what you see from him. A lot of anticipatory throws. Ball comes out early. You get receivers running the wrong route, falling down. He, he, he's thrown some interceptions. Didn't have a lot around him. But if you go back to the first two years when when, when he had John Ross and some things, boy, they were they were scary. They were scary. He was a Heisman threat in his first season. Yes, I'm I mean, just the, the, the kid is super uh, smart. I could see Jake Browning being uh, the kind of kid that has a 10-year career in the NFL, maybe starts a handful of games. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback, but I could see him so smart, so polished, so well-coached by Chris Peterson. I could see him having a long career and being the kind of kid that you're like, you know what, we need to bring the backup in. We're really confident in Jake Browning. And, and to Marshall's point about Jake Browning, his numbers fell off with the with the loss of uh, totally, John Ross. John Ross. So yep. they had John no Ross and Dante Pettis. And you know as well as anybody, when you have 4-2 speed on the outside, it's very tough to d- double-team a guy with 4-2 speed and then your slot receiver. So that's why he did have 43 touchdown passes his junior season. And then, you know, the production fell off uh, to 19 touchdown passes just last year and then this year just a one-dimensional offense I mean they had Gaskins but they didn't have the speed on the perimeter and and suffered from offensive line issues as well I mean the concern I guess not the concern but I want to bring it up in terms of we hear NFL teams mention well like Georgia known as running back you for the most part. We have guys like Terrell Davis and now Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, and uh, Todd Gurley. But on the flip side, you look at a school like USC, and you look at some of the pedigree at quarterback that came out of there, Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez, John David Booty, Matt Leinart, never living up to yeah. the next level. Why is that? I'm always curious to know, is that coaching, Marshall, in terms of that? Or is that just... Maybe these kids are just in the right system in college. Um, right, right, definitely right system in college. Uh, when you move to the next level, understanding what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and um, probably, probably more than anything, it's it's the talent that's around you. If you look at those guys, the quarterbacks that you mentioned, look at the wide receivers and running backs and offensive line that play with them, guys that went to the league, and 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 definitely the the, the offensive linemen. And some of the receivers, they 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 played a long time, had good healthy careers. I mean, it it's the talent around you at quarterback. I mean, there's 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 just not many Tom Brady's that it just doesn't matter who you plug and play in there, they're going to put up numbers. There's just not many guys like that. It 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 is the talent around you when you're at quarterback. It's intriguing because a couple guys that I think of now, because the landscape of college football, we said that the mobility factor. So obviously Haskins is a mobile threat. Will Greer, I think out of that group, Locke, Greer, and Herbert has the best pocket presence out of all three of those players. So that's why I lean to Greer. Mm-hmm. But a couple other players that that intrigued me when I broke down, you know, possibly moving on. What about Eric Dungy, the way he's performed with Syracuse? His mobility. Yeah. Now he runs the football way too much right. and takes a lot of you know, that's the biggest problem. But I think on the next level, I think he could be better than Ryan Nassib was a few years ago. Yeah, I listen. I, mean, I I'm a big fan of Eric Dungy. The knock on him, and when he gets evaluated, is going to be durability. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes a lot of punishment. Doesn't slide. He'll go in head first, and because of that, multiple concussions as well. I mean, th- those will be the red flags for Dungy. It'll have nothing to do with. Uh, his physical ability, it'll be nothing to do with his heart or his passion. It'll be his durability and the concussion issues that he has. I like that Marshall brought up Nathan Stanley. That's a quarterback that we both like. 
Uh, hasn't had great wide receivers. You want to talk about no. supporting cast. Has the two great tight ends in Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, but the receivers are average. When he gets to the NFL and he realizes, oh, wait a second, I got a 6'3 guy here who can run 4'4'5. Four, four, right. Now you could really maximize uh, his arm potential. Didn't happen at Iowa, but could have a very bright future and, on Sundays. And the way Bethard's played for San Francisco, he's hurt this year, gave way to Nick Mullins. But the Bethard showed some success yeah. within the system. And and I, I would think that the reason why you like Iowa quarterbacks as well and the way they've transitioned is because they do utilize the tight end at the next level. They utilize the tight end. You can tell that they're well coached. Um, Stanley, and, 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 I, and, I, and I look at both of the guys. That's why I keep him and Browning. They are going to, at the combine, they're going to throw. They're going to amaze you. They're going to, and, and when you get them up on the board, they're going to wow some GMs with, with their abilities to, to, to explain their offense, to, to tell you what, which, which coverages uh, can stop a play or to give you an option of, okay, they're playing this coverage. Draw me up a play to beat this coverage. They're going to be able to, to, to get up on the board and really wow you. And as for the mobile quarterback, I mean, you know, I, I understand how we feel. You can run the ball too much. What Lamar Jackson is doing in Baltimore is really opening some doors yeah. for some guys whom maybe thought of, hey, you run the ball too much. And, 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 and if you have a number two, and your number two happens to be Joe Flacco right now, you're okay with that. You're okay with winning football games. How you can win football games? It's, it's uh, the league. The league is really changing, and 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 a non-mobile quarterback is is going to be about as 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 mm. as relevant as a dinosaur or a fullback. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. It, it, it. You cannot. It's 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 hard to pass protect for that long. You have to buy time. The quarterback. It, it's just a must that you're mobile. And, and and you know I'm I watch Eli when when the plays when when the protection breaks down he's throwing the ball away early and you got to throw it away just so you don't take the sack you can't waste plays in the league anymore yeah here's one guy I know we're high on Trace McSorley to me I make yeah, a comparison to Taysom Hill yeah. with, with, with because completion percentage it's a better is about passer 50, too than Hill he, right yeah. he, a much I'm not sure passer. if he's that if he's you know if, if he's big enough. To play that role. Right, yeah, because Taysom Hill ran, I think, I believe, a four two seven at the com uh, on his pro day. And that's why that. yeah. he he had a leap of forty-three uh, vertical jumps. So when you could do that and you could play specials and you could tackle and you are more mature. He, he did play at BYU, so he was a couple of years older coming out a of a couple school. of years. <laughs> he was a hundred. He was Damn. A, he was a, he was a hundred. He had a coming. kid almost my age. <laughs> You know those BYU players? I always, I, I, hey, I had to play them. It was I like, know, yeah. you know, you're reading. I'm, I'm reading it like you're reading, like the you're reading the program. And like, okay, you're a freshman, he's 25, <laughs> yeah. three kids. So what? What? Yeah, he's a freshman like me. Ty I'm 18. Ty Detmer. Yeah. He played. Yeah. I mean, those games in Provo. I mean, the, the air. I that's that's. I fell in love with Jim McMahon Did when you? he was at BYU, yeah. and, and then and, and the then, question is how. <laughs> like, like of all people to be a quarterback at BYU. Oh, right? I mean Jim McMahon. Yeah, that right. was. Like, I know with the glasses. That's like, that's like you freeze being hired by Liberty. I know. I saw <laughs> sort of that. like the that's, same thing. Uh, yeah. That's pretty intriguing. I mean, for me, it was Robbie Bosco. I like yeah. you know Robbie. I just uh, McMahon's just McMahon's swagger as a young kid watching him and then and, and with, seeing with him the with the Bears. So I mean, much fun. Yeah, yeah suffering so fun. from from the concussions. But I, the ta- the, the, the Taysom Hill, I think, as a quarterback. And just what they're doing with him, mm-hmm. the the guys whom are not, let's say, um, exceptional passers, there's a spot for you yeah. in this league now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's like the Saints have done a great thing by creating a role for this kid, and I, and I love it because it's it's a whole nother package. Right. You not only have to worry about Drew Brees on first down, Drew Brees on second down, and then the package on third down and what they run into the game and the different formations. Now it's like, okay, oh, so when number nine and number seven is in the game, we got to pay attention to who's that quarterback. And it's just another wrinkle for for defenses. 
Yeah, there's to, so to have many to kids in college football who are athletic, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they maybe they ran, maybe they ran the wing T in high school, or they ran, ran some. Ver- <laughs> you ran the wing T. I was a wing back. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> but but there are so many college quarterbacks that you just know they don't have the passing skills. They're hell. They're outstanding yeah. athletes. Maybe a little bit small. Maybe they're you know six foot six one. But if there's a role for that kind of a player yeah. in the NFL, there's a wrinkle in the yeah. package that defensive coordinators have to contend with. That's powerful stuff, and it gives it gives those kids an opportunity to make it. And let me let me um let me stop talking like this. Like what we are watching the Saints do has never been done before. Um, Bill Cowher did this with the yeah, first Yeah, Cordell Stewart. I mean, yeah. he, he did this. Slash. Right. He, I, I have to give Bill Cowher his props because he did this. He understood the talent that Cordell was, but he wasn't ready to play every down as a quarterback and early in his career. This is what he did. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. It was. Way and, ahead of his time. And, and two quarterbacks yeah. that come to mind in, the, in this draft. Taylor, Tyler Murray, I think about uh, also. I, I think a Taylor Cornelius for Oklahoma State is a senior, I believe, and, and Nicky Fitz. I yeah, mean, actually, I mean, Fitzgerald's a great comparison you know, to Taysom Hill. Yep. That is a he great is. comparison. You know, he's a bigger guy. That's an excellent point. That There's a role for Nick Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's your superhero power. <laughs> when we come back, we'll be talking about NFL draft and, of course, college football bowls. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. are back we're almost uh, we're inching closer to army navy uh, but before we talk college football and the big rivalry down in philadelphia i want to talk a little uh, nba the dailyroto.com nba lineup optimizer specifically is now available that means uh, you know what that means that means uh, Joe's laughing at me because I've got the wrong read. We're going to actually change gears to bet DSI. Uh, screw you, Joe. Uh, capitalize on all the on-field action at bet DSI with a user-friendly mobile site, web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming college football bowl games to the next big soccer match. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. Utilize your daily fantasy skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. There are so many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY100 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. And then once you've opened up your account, go to dailyroto.com, click on contact us and send us your BetDSI username and we'll give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all sports, tools, and optimizers. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI today to win on so many levels. That's promo code FNTSY100 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month of DailyRoto.com absolutely free. You're hanging in there, Richie. Hanging in there with Colgate down 7 nothing in the second quarter to <laughs> yeah, North Dakota. Hanging in there. They're moving. They got the ball on the 35-yard line. Only game underway for FCS. Army Navy's at 3 o'clock uh, this afternoon. So, one game underway. North and then bowls next weekend. Bowls. Uh, can't wait for those bowls. Bowls, when bowls, you, bowls. When you think about it. Uh, we spoke about a couple of quarterbacks in the draft. A couple of bowl games that are on my radar. Uh, everybody knows, if you know me, that if I was 12-0 and 0 and I had to have a chance to go to the college football playoff, I'd say, nah, I'm taking I'm my... I'm going El Paso, That's baby. it. I'm going to the Sun Bowl. The rolling hills of Texas El Paso. Taking my team there to play their bowl game. But a couple of bowl games that I like, 
Under the radar, I like this Tulane game against UL Lafayette. I mean, the job that Willie Fritz and the crew have done, 6-6 six and six overall. I think Tulane will be up and in, into this ball game. They match up very well offensive-defensive lines against uh, UL Lafayette. So that's one of my favorite ones. I like the, the Sun Bowl, Stanford, and Pitt. But I also like this matchup, Georgia-Texas. To me, I really mm. think this is – if Georgia shakes off the hangover of not – making it to the college football playoff. Those are my three top bowls. I mean, in terms of under-the-radar sure, bowls. outside and, of the playoffs. Right. Yeah, that's what yeah, I Yeah, that's like. a big game for Texas. I mean, think about how important that is for Tom Herman. This is the first time this decade where they'll have a chance to win 10 games, appear in a major bowl game. If you want to take a step up the ladder huge, in the college football hierarchy— that is enormous for Texas. Not so. No, Georgia's going to have to really maintain their focus and not treat that like a consolation game. Yeah. Texas, not such a problem. I think Texas will be really pumped for that game. What do you have in terms of Yeah, I of got under- a few. I mean, off-the-radar games, I, I, I always uh, sort of gravitate towards teams that I think are really pumped to be here, small school or big school. That's why I like that Tulane matchup. Yeah, you, you know that a team's going to be fired weak. up, and that's what we want to see in December. We want to see people who are as excited about the bowl games as we are to watch them. For me... I, Kentucky really wants this bowl game against Penn State. I, I like the matchup of Josh Allen in that Kentucky defense versus Trace McSorley in his final game, uh, Miles Sanders in that Penn State offense. So I like Penn State, Kentucky. Uh, for people who like points, Wake Forest, Memphis, yes. I think will be a high-scoring, very entertaining game. Dave Clawson continues to do a, a great job with his quarterbacks. Doesn't matter. Third string, fourth string, they're scoring points. And then on the opposite side, you got Mike Norvell with Daryl Henderson in the backfield, Doak Walker Award finalist. Uh, for people who like defense, Cal versus TCU. If you like defensive, bare-knuckle-type games, I like that game. And then my final two, Iowa State, Washington State, yes, contrasting like styles. That. Purdue-Auburn, and I'll tell you why. It, yeah. This is the reason why. Auburn has to win this game because of how they flopped last year against UCF. Uh, Auburn had a tough year. Gus Malzahn. On the opposite side, you got Purdue and Jeff Brom. How badly would Purdue want to finish the season at 7-6 with a win over an Auburn team out of the SEC? So Purdue, you know, by maintaining... And keeping Jeff Brom and West Lafayette, I think they're headed in the right direction. So I want to see them against Auburn. Yeah, if Gus loses his game, this, this could be a job kill. Oh, without yeah. I mean, a doubt. Could, that, if that he is, loses that game, I that, mean, that he's would out be, the door, I think. That would, that, yes. I mean, they'd be 7-6 and six overall. Clearly an inferior opponent. Yeah, here's the thing, too. I mean, some bowls need to kick it up a notch. You know, back when you played Marshall, the Holiday Bowl was one of the marquee yeah, bowl games. I mean... I don't care that if it's a, a contrast in styles. I want to see a competitive game. I don't want to see Michigan State roll over Washington State and other teams just roll over. The best, the last game that was competitive in recent years was Wisconsin and USC. Oh, I think that was about four or five yeah. years ago. I mean, let's get it together. This was one of the most dynamic. Well, can I just bring up games. one beef just in terms of matchups? Was one real beef I had? We couldn't have seen UCF versus Florida. In, in, in the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, that, in, that, that I mean, would have been, Wouldn't that have been better? I mean, in terms of, like, having that Sunshine State rivalry, I mean, UCF yeah. versus one of the main Florida schools, I would have preferred it over LSU. I still like the game, but... Marshall, what do you think about Ohio-San Diego State? I like San Diego State in that matchup. I'm not breaking it down, but I just think the physicality, and I, I like to see Frank Solich in that battle. I mean, uh, Aztecs have to be happy to be bowling in that matchup, right? Yeah, we, we, we are, and um, it's, it's going to be a good game. Um, I... Uh, um, we have a dilemma of which quarterback to play. Mm. <laughs> I would know? go with Agnew, I, I think. I, 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 yes, I agree. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach Long got a decision to make there. Um, just just a, a whole bunch of things kind of started to fall apart at the end of the year. We had some offensive linemen that got hurt, and you, you lose some offensive linemen up front, and then you can't run the ball. You're relying on a young quarterback, and then you don't know which quarterback to play. And uh, it... it, it, it um, very disappointing, disappointing uh, end of the season for San Diego State, but happy to be bowling and looking forward to the playing Ohio. It should be should be a good game. Yeah, uh, a game that I'm a game that I'm interested in. And I'm uh, curious to know oh, and, and I'm only I, I only want to see this game because because I because I know the head coach very well, and the last game that we saw him and his team play, it was like the worst showing that they could have had. So this game here. 
Uh, you, you, you give him, you give him a month to prepare, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting. It's the Florida Michigan game. Mm. I, I want to see which Michigan team take the field. Uh, that that's going to be a very physical game, and I I, I want to see. I want to see which Michigan team take the field. You know why I don't like it. Just I agree because you've with you. seen it twice. Because we've yeah. seen it like that. That's what bothers me about some of these bowl matchups. Miami, Wisconsin in the pinstripe bowl. I was looking forward to that bowl game. You think Miami's going to be into this bowl oh game? God, in the Ten Bronx? degree weather yeah. when they couldn't step up in Chestnut Hill That's when it was point. a balmy thirty-eight eight yeah. degrees. You know how hard that turf gets. That, that in, bowl is going to be a December. Rock. I, I would think yeah. that Jonathan Taylor could run for four hundred and fifty yards <laughs> in that. Everybody will be arm tackling in that. His whole family game. will be there too. He's I a know. Kid so from, that's yeah, he's a kid from New Jersey. Two other games that came across my plate. The reason why I don't like it as much: Vanderbilt, Baylor. You know, I'm all on Baylor this year because of Matt Rule. Jalen Hurd out for that ball game. Yeah. I still want to see because both teams sort of mirror each other. You got two solid quarterbacks in Shermer, uh, which is Kyle Shermer, uh, the head coach from Pat Shermer's his dad. And then you have Charlie Brewer that yeah. stepped up and played very well. That's a very intriguing battle. And then the South Carolina-Virginia matchup, the Belt Bowl. I love the job that Bronco Mendenhall's done. They got Bryce Perkins. Now, South Carolina stepped up in bowl games in recent years under Will Muschamp. Michigan they won last, last year. year. Yeah. But I like this Virginia team. I think they're, they're catching points, but I, I like that matchup to see how that game plays out. Let me ask you a question, Marshall. When we get to this time of year, I, I, I wonder sometimes if, if we overstate or overhype some things. If you have a 6-6 six and six team like Vanderbilt and Baylor— right. You know, I always think to myself, if I'm an athlete, I really, you know, seven and six feels so much better than six and seven. D- does that enter your mind? Like, we want that winning season. How much does that matter? You want a winning season. You want to send your seniors out with the winning uh, with the winning season. And 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 and, and you know, when you when you evaluating everything, um, as a coaching staff, you want to be able to say we we had a winning season. Even if it's a seven and six season, I mean seven and six is better than six and seven any day. I mean you'll 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 take it, you know, glass half full any day. And 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 yes, um, there's just something about winning the last game you play. Even if it's a bowl game, even if it's your last regular season game, and you know, winning the last game you play, uh, it it does a lot for you, your program, the coaching staff getting guys motivated for the next season. The tasting your mouth for football is good. And you're and you're looking forward to next year. You 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 kind of use it to your base as a uh we were getting better. We're looking forward to next year. See, that's why I like some of these mid-team, like you said, the Wake Forest game. And, and in that Wake Forest-Memphis matchup, you have dynamic playmakers. You have Henderson at the running back Greg position. Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch. You have, you know, the quarterbacks, depending upon who plays. Uh, Newman came, in on, came on in the end of the year. He's a, a freshman. Now he's got four weeks of preparation. So you're going to have solid matchups. And I, I guess the other question I want to ask is we've seen two coaches now, Jeff Collins, move on from Georgia Tech. Uh, excuse me, from Temple to Georgia Tech, and Scott Satterfield now move on from App State to North Carolina. How does that affect the preparation? We've seen certain coaches step up, you know, uh, college coaches where they're position coaches and they make the transition, win their bowl game. But how difficult really is it for a coaching staff without the head guy in 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 the building? It's a challenge. And, and 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 here's the thing: if 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 I'm one of the coaches, but better yet, the head coach, you move on. How many other coaches are you taking? Mm. How many guys are going to stay? Um, it, it, the guy that's that's filling in for the head coach as the interim, um, is he a candidate to stay? And and I've never had it happen, mm. and, and I couldn't imagine in college not having your head guy in there with the message. It's it, it it just something's missing. It, it, it something's always missing when when that's the case. Um, like I think about what what Green Bay just did with with, yeah. with Mike McCarthy. Very classy move. And I think it was just it. it I, I think it was to bridge the gap between he and Joe Philbin, who was taking over. Right. You want to make sure that the players understand that um, what type of organization you are. 
he got a chance to do something that you never get a chance. When you're fired, you get cut, you're gone. You don't get to talk to the team again. Right. You don't get to stand in front of a you don't get you don't get that. And I I don't believe that when these head coaches when they move on, they're not gonna have that opportunity. Yeah, that's intriguing too to see you know how App State because Zach Zach Thomas, right. solid quarterback. How are these teams going to respond? Temple with Anthony Russo, yeah. another quarterback. I mean, there's leadership there, but how do the kids respond in these game situations? Because if I'm not mistaken, last year uh, I believe the only interim coach to win their bowl game was Florida State with Odell Hagen's over Southern Miss. Right. They dominated. Outside of that, I believe I got to double check it. Every interim coach that took lost. over lost their bowl game and didn't cover from the Vegas. Well, I'm so happy you brought it up. I mean, that, that's another X factor this time of year, especially right. if, if we start talking gambling angles, is, you know, the continuity of staff. Yeah. I mean, the guy who's been coaching. Did, the bowl games that you played, uh, head coaches, I think you've always had, but any position coaches no. that, that went elsewhere? So no. you always had Same, the continuity. Yeah. 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 And, and you know what? I, I think the NC2A, I think they should do something about this. Like, even if, let, let's say you, you, you decided to take the job, let's just not, let's not announce it. Go coach, go do what you need to do. Because there's a, you have, when you sat down in my house and you came to recruit me, you made a promise to my, to my parents that you were going to be there for me and you were going to help me advance and you were going to do these things. And now you take another job and you're gone. Right. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because one quick question that I wanted to bring up to both of you is Mel Tucker takes over for Colorado, new head coach. Georgia. Now, we've seen Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt make the transition when they're coaching. Staying. Staying, yeah. staying and yeah, doing yeah. dual jobs. Yep. But that's when uh, Alabama was in the national championship game. You know, that is a little bit of a difference. Than the Sugar Bowl this the year. Now, Pruitt was hired after, but, you know, this is the Sugar Bowl. Right. Because Mel Tucker, now he's got to recruit five kids in for Colorado. Okay, it's not, oh, we're playing Texas. It's a, right. So the, I think that, that favors Texas a little bit because, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy to do it. It's been done, but it's a lot more difficult to do it when you're not playing for a college football playoff. Either. Well, the, the the question here is, and and I don't want to you know kind of disrespect Mel. Was Mel was Mel did Mel learn and call Kirby's defense? Because if if, if you're Kirby, if you're at Georgia, it, it, the reason you got the job was because of the defense you ran at Alabama. So there's no way you're allowing Mel to come in and run his own defense, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it could be an easy transition right. from Kirby just, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to call the play. Over. Yeah. yeah, he takes over. That's something that's something. They, to they sat down. They did the game plan. Right. And he said, hey, Mel, here's, you, these are the things I like on third down. These are the things I like on first down, first and second right. down. And red zone, right. hey, we want to do these things. Right. See, that, and, that, and to, to Marshall's point and get your take, I feel like coordinators are like pitchers. They got to get into a rhythm. Yeah. So, so somebody could be more or less aggressive than, let's say, Kirby. Kirby might blitz on second down, but Mel might play zone. So how does that factor in? If I'm, if I'm ever a head coach, I'm never having one. Right. I'm going to have dual offensive coordinators, dual defensive coordinators. Well, the one date that comes to mind for me this year is December 19th when we talk about coaches because – one of the uh, aspects that we didn't have back in the day was an early signing period. Uh, so you yeah. really can't wait to make those decisions about coaches because you have kids who you're recruiting for the early signing period that want to know Let's move who it my back. coaches. Let's move it back. Yeah, and that might be a possibility. <laughs> Let's move it back. But with the December 19th as that date yeah. for, for recruiting, kids are going to be saying, like, wait a second, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Colorado. I don't know who my coach is going to be. Well, what, what's, what's the to- real benefit of early signing? What's the real benefit of it? I think from the kids' perspective, you would know better than I would. I think just to be able to, you know, have something locked down to, to not be, you know, sort of debating still into February it, where you're it, headed. It, it, it that never, scholarship. just think before early signing. It never bothered anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for Rich Sermonello, Marshall Falk, I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Army-Navy game, and we'll be back in the saddle next Saturday. Full throttle ahead for bowl action. <laughs>